slash college football championship game tomorrow night. Break down. We're the Brady Bunch again tonight, folks. We got six in, waiting on one more guy to get in next, make seven. Uh, we are the four-star sports show. I am Wes Pruitt. Chris Johnson's over there. John Sturman's down there in the St. Louis Beanie. Brandon Bumgarner is up there in the blue shirt. Uh, down in my far left corner, I've got Nathan Wilson, a very good friend of mine. Uh, been on the show the last few weeks with us. Uh, great guest, as always. And a new guest we've got tonight is uh, one Mr. Raymond Makita. Makita, yes. Yes, sir. All right. I, I apologize. Uh, thank you very much for being on the show with us tonight. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit, a little bit about yourself. All right, I will, Russ. Um, as uh, he mentioned, my name is Ray McKetta. I am from Quakertown, Pennsylvania, which is an hour north of Philadelphia. Good friend of Aaron Smith, um, avid, a Crimson Tide fan. Um, Philadelphia Eagles, anything Philadelphia, you name it. Well, how did you become an Alabama fan, Ray? Well, one of my friends uh, went to Alabama as a student. Uh, so I, so I, I've ended up watching a lot of Alabama at least um, during the first, during the four years that he was in college, and I was an Alabama fan way before his time. Um, I, I only watched it certainly though because of how bad they were back then. But since 2009, when everything turned um, the right direction, um, I started to pay more attention. You know. So when you say you were an Alabama fan prior to uh, uh, Saban getting there, I almost called him something else to be honest with you. But I got two out. But I got two Alabama fans on tonight. One of which is a pretty good buddy of mine. So I ain't gonna do that. Um, when you when, like when you say like how far back, like the Francione days, the uh, uh, Bear Bryant. I mean. Honestly, Bear Bryant days, but um, ever since I came to an understand, old enough to understand everything and everything like that, so around 2003, four-ish, around there when they were in a low and low. Oh, probation. Okay, yeah, yeah you were uh, you were that was what Mike Shula days? Is that is that correct? Around Shula uh, days. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately. <laughs> um. Well, uh, John, do you want to get into a little bit of the NFL games from yesterday and today? Of what's we've got what's that background noise? Right we got to get that figured out. Uh, do, do uh, I hear a lot of background noise. Yeah, there's something coming. It may be a TV or something. I don't know. Well, I got mine on mute. I got my TV on mute. Okay, it's probably just delayed audio. Um, when you look at the NFL games from yesterday and today, there were some good ones. Uh, of course, there's a great one going on right now between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Cleveland is currently up 28 to nothing. Uh, my TV shows about 12 seconds to go in the first quarter, which means the first quarter is over. Um, when you look at these games, it's John. Give me a uh, give, give me a surprising team and give me a team that uh, that kind of disappointed you a little bit. Uh, well, for, I'll do my disappointment first. I'm gonna go ahead and do Seattle. Just because the Russell Wilson that we thought could be in the MVP race did not show up at all again yesterday at all. Him and DK went off on each other, it looked like, a few times. Um, yeah, Russell Wilson throwing his interceptions again. Like we talked about Friday night, Wes, you know, 
He's going to throw like one or two a game like he always has done lately. That was my disappointment with Seattle. And uh, I got to give Indianapolis a lot of credit on offense. I thought they would probably not score as many points as they did against Buffalo's defense. But scoring 24 going into Buffalo, with Buffalo actually having fans in that game, it just shows Jonathan Taylor and Phillip Rivers. Hopefully Phillip Rivers comes back for at least one more year in the Indianapolis uniform before he does retire. But uh, Indianapolis scoring 24 points was pretty good going into Buffalo. Go ahead, Brent. Well, the biggest surprise for me is happening right now. The Cleveland Browns are thrashing the Pittsburgh Steelers, and it is beautiful. They're down nine players and their head coach. They're on the road. I I know there's not fans there, but they are on the road beating supposedly, what, the, the second or third best team in the AFC I know the Steelers were suspect all year, but they have a dang good defense. But the Browns are just thrashing that. It's 28 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Like, that, 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 what? That doesn't happen in the NFL. They're on pace to score over 100 points. Um, now, that's not going to happen, but that'd be awesome. Um, the biggest, the biggest upset, um, of the week was definitely the Titans. Um, I expected Derrick Henry to come in, um, rushing for over 2,000 yards, just hot. I expected them to be able to run the ball. Uh, A.J. Brown had a good game himself. Corey Davis was nowhere to be found. Ryan Tannehill made terrible, terrible mistakes. Um, but the biggest disappointment as far as the Titans was Mike Vrabel. Uh, not going for it on fourth and two on, on the, your opponent's 40-yard line. In the fourth quarter, you're down, what, four? You, you need points, and you have Derek freaking Henry, who yeah. I, yeah, he, I know he struggled today, but he's going to get you two yards on a carry. You're, they're not going to stuff him. That dude's huge. Well, 32, um, throw the football. You know, run the ball on 32, I believe. Yeah, that, so that, that as well. Um, but, yeah, that's the biggest disappointment of the week for me is the Titans. Like, they stunk today, and – I've, I I want to say I feel bad for my Titans friends, but you know what? Once you uh you get a couple Super Bowls in your belt, partner, I got three of them uh, in my lifetime. Y'all should come holler at me now, you heard? Because the Titans ain't nothing like the Denver Broncos. Go Broncos, baby. <laughs> Love it. All right. Go ahead, Brandon. <laughs> All right, so – so the biggest surprise to me right now is how right now with the Cleveland Browns, I expected them with six, six or nine people down and all that. And Ben just spiked the ball. Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, the Browns, oh my gosh. Um, start out with the fumble touchdown and then it went all downhill from there. And um, I'm on a commercial right now, Raymond. I'm not saying that, but go ahead. Yeah. You're not missing much. Oh, miss never much. mind. She changed it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> she got right, so so, um, now. I think my uh, my uh, disappointing team is a Tennessee because I was expecting Derrick Henry to have a really good game. The Derrick Henry Henry that I came to know and see, uh, rushing for like two that two hundred yards or something like that. But he did not meet expectations in the book. 
terms of that. And um, that's why Tennessee's my most disappointing team right now. But most surprising team right now, Cleveland, hands down. Can I backtrack from what I had to say for a second? Go ahead. The, the, the other, like, I know they lost, but the Washington football team was super surprising. Not having your, your starting quarterback, you put a kid out there who's never started in his, what, maybe two games in his life in the NFL? Yeah. That was his second game, I think. Um, coming from the XFL to play the way Taylor Heineke played, hats off to that kid, man. Um, yeah. Like, I think Ray said a little bit, he said he saw him play a little bit for Old Dominion, uh, uh, which, yeah, he was, he was a good college quarterback, but now I saw him play for the Battlehawks a little bit for the – brief time the XFL existed this past year. Um, that wasn't the only thing that, that uh, 2020 killed. Uh, but it, it, uh, it that the, the football team is going to be, they have a bright, bright future with that, that defense. Antonio Gibson is going to be a star, and I'm very biased because I'm a Memphis fan. But kid in his rookie year at 11 touchdowns, um, it's going to be a lot of fun uh, to watch them play. But, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you guys off. I did, I did have to get that in there, though, because uh, the Washington football team has been – this year was a good year for them. Oh, no. You, not a problem. Oh, I, and I, I completely agree, not just who, my, who mine are. Uh, welcome to the show, Aaron Smith. Thank you. Yeah, Thank yeah. You. Glad, glad you're with us. Aaron, yeah, so, right now, sorry, we're sorry, just... Mr. Messages. <laughs> Oh, you're good, man. Right now, we're just uh, we're just going over our, uh, surprise, our, our surprising team and our disappointing team. Uh, teams, excuse me, so far in the NFL playoffs. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Nathan, you're up, you're up next, Nathan. Uh, give us your uh, surprising team and your disappointing team. All right, my surprising team, and even though they lost, I just want to put this out there. I'm going to have to give it to Indianapolis Colts because I'm going to tell you, I thought, I thought it was going to be an upset. I thought they were going to shut the Bills out. I thought, it, you know, it was over and all that, and the Bills were, in the go were going to lose that game, so I got to give it up for Indianapolis. But I do have another one, and I got to go to the Washington football team. I did not expect them to come in and play the way they did, especially that quarterback, Heineken. Did not expect him to do and play the way he did. Because, I mean, he – if I'm not mistaken, he even got hurt. <laughs> he got hurt, and they had to bring in a, uh, a rookie. And then he come back out. And But what impressed me most was the uh, – I'm trying to think the, the little uh, – the run he made and hit the pylon. Oh, yeah. That was an incredible I mean, run by, by, by Heineken. But it reminded me. It reminded me of the uh, – what was it? Indiana football, the college football team, Indiana, when they faced, who was it? Ohio State, State, I believe. Was it Penn State? Yep, it was Penn State because John saw it before I did. That's when the whole, <laughs> whole nation realized that my cable was behind John's. Yeah. Uh, that was the best day are, ever. Yeah, those are the two, you know, surprise for me. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I can't even say, you know, who disappointed me more than Seattle? Uh, Russell Wilson, DK getting into it. Russell just—he uh, wasn't even playing. Dude. I'm gonna be honest with you. He sucked. Uh, Russell Wilson was to go Sierra on the sideline too much. But but what, but what shocked me about that game though? That what shocked me is the uh, 
what was it when the Rams? What was that quarterback? Wolf is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When Wolf he got hit, yeah. When he got hit and everything, I was like, I I thought it was going to be a, you know, some kind of penalty because of the way he got hit. But I mean, when they didn't even call it, I'm like, oh great, here comes Jared Goff. <laughs> oh boy, his surgery and everything. So. But the fact that Seattle couldn't beat them and Russell just was playing sloppy and DK was getting pissed, I mean, all you had to do was stop. I mean, hell, you didn't even have to stop anybody, really, because, I mean, Seattle was playing like crap the whole the whole game. Yeah. So anybody yeah. that picked Seattle to go for, <laughs> I tell you, you I, I mean. that's a bad pick. That's my most disappointing game, too. I just expected – you know, Russell Wilson to play good. And I didn't think the Rams had it in them to win, but yeah. Hey, they got well, it done. Disappointing right now. I'm kind of disappointed in the Steelers. <laughs> yeah. This is awful. You come in at the beginning of the season, yeah. you're supposed to be the big team this year. Mm-hmm. And then you playing like this. I mean, so this, th- those, those are my picks, man. It, I yeah. can't wait to see what, what next week holds. I think you you got to go with the biggest disappointment right now, even though the game's not over, is Pittsburgh for me. Man, I mean, I knew watching them this year, like even when they were 11-0, and 0, they just didn't seem like a very, you know, strong team. I mean, I don't know. It's, I know it's hard to say that when they were 11-0, and 0, but I just watched some of their games and they didn't seem like a team like, that should be 11 and 0 and you know they played kind of bad late in the year and now we're seeing kind of them get exposed in the playoffs mm-hmm. it just shows that Pittsburgh and Tennessee's offensive line is not good well I'm not saying not good up for Tennessee I meant Pittsburgh is dead last in the rushing department this year in general but Tennessee's offensive line today as well no show at all yeah. No, none at all. Uh, Aaron, what's your uh, disappointing team and your uh, most impressive team? And then I'll get mine. Yeah, yeah. So um, for me, the most disappointing team, I would say, would be, um, well, right now, the Steelers. Oh, my goodness. They're doing horrible right now. Um, the, the Browns are kicking their butts 28 to nothing. So I would say the Steelers right now. But the most impressive team uh, – I have to pick I had to pick Washington. Like that quarterback, I never heard of him. Like Ray over here had to tell me his name. Like I I never even heard of this guy. And and all of a sudden he's over here running around. He's faster than Russell Wilson for all I know. You know, it's like this guy is all over the place. And, yeah. and so um so yeah, I would have to pick Washington. Even though they did lose, it was a great, great primetime game. And it was very fun to watch, and they worked. They worked at it. Like, like I want to see more games like that in the college football playoffs. Like, I want excitement, you know, and good competition, which is what I think we'll get tomorrow. You know, also Wes, you know, looking at New Orleans Saints defense, I know the Bears' offense have been up and down all year long, but hey, the Saints holding Chicago to three points until the final play of the game. Gotta give the Orleans defense to Mario Davis and all them a lot of credit as well. 
-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I think right now, um, I've got two disappointing teams, and I, I really want to say a team. Well, yeah, team, because you because you win as a team and lose as a team. The the Tennessee Titans today. Um, just that whole performance. If you're the defense, mm -hmm. you've got to stop a team on third down. John and I have been talking about that since our very first episode back in September. Third down conversions in football are very, very, very important. And you either got to stop it on defense or you got to convert it on offense, as we know. But if you look at the Titans today, what did that have? 51 yards total rushing uh, for a team? Something like that, yeah. Derrick yeah. Henry was stuck at, like, I think right at around 40, 41 yards. Uh, it's just very surprising to me. And don't get me wrong. I think Baltimore's a good football team. Yes, I picked the Titans to win. But Baltimore proved today – I saw a different Lamar Jackson on that field than I saw the past few weeks anyway. Lamar Jackson was a man on a mission today. He wanted that win. You could tell in his post-game post press conference for sure. Um, but I think you've got to look at the Steelers. Coming into this game, the Steelers were 10-1 all time in the playoffs against a divisional team. And right now, Cleveland is absolutely spanking them on this football field. Um, it's actually uh, – I mean, I picked Cleveland, so I'm, so I'm happy that it's happening that way. Uh, but as you, as you move forward and look into next week, uh, looks like Cleveland will be traveling if Cleveland does finish it out. They'll be going to Kansas City, and Baltimore is heading up to Buffalo uh, on the AFC side of it. Uh, John, what do you think is going to uh, nope. take place next week? No predictions yet until Friday. No predictions, but um, yeah. All right. Uh, on the on the NFC side, so Washington, I think, showed a lot of of, of heart. Um, <laughs> uh, Where's Westbeer? That's funny. Um, I love how he worded it like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, where did it go? That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like, I woke up and it was gone. Um, <laughs> Sorry, that was just really shaved up in the middle of the night. That's yeah, all. Yeah, I, I woke up in the middle of the night and shaved it off, Eric. Um, <laughs> Aaron just sent a message says, where's Western Beard? That's just funny. Um, all right, so when you look at the – Yeah, yeah, an intruder came in and shaved me. Um, when you look at uh, the Washington Redskins, uh, Heineke, I think, did an amazing Redskins. job as quarterback. Football team West. What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Jay Gilman, the football team, not the Washington Redskins. Sorry. Two days I, I don't in know a row. why I keep doing that. Two days in a row. I know. It's two days in a row. We're I apologize get taken off to the all air. people, uh, PC, people We're out there. We're going to get taken off the, the air for that. Uh, we probably are. We probably are. Um, and I apologize. But uh, if you look at the Washington football team, which is obviously what they are, uh, I think they played pretty well today. I think it was an impressive performance. Uh, Heineke played really well. <laughs> Man, Chase Young is just a freaking monster. Oh, yes. uh, that guy's so much fun to watch on the defensive line. Um, I think that moving forward in, in, in the next season, of course, with Antonio Gibson, uh, Alex Smith. Um, if he comes back. Washington's going to be a thing to look out mm -hmm. for. And probably the worst – well, it's not probably. It is. That's the worst, that's the worst division in the NFL right there. Um, when the Cowboys – when the Cowboys get Dak back, can y'all hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Cowboys okay. won it this year with Dak. When the Cowboys get Dak back, 
It's when the Cowboys get Dak back, it's not going to be close. Thank you. No, I agree. I agree. I'm a Cowboys fan, but I also know if Dak would have been the quarterback this year, he was he he's good enough to win them at least at least two or three more games. You know, easily, easily. I'm not saying they would have been. I'm not saying they would have done anything in the playoffs, but they may have. You know. Brandon, how much is Prescott worth to you? If you're a Cowboys fan, how much is Dak? Yeah, how much? If you're a Cowboys um, fan, he's worth it, man. How much is he's, as a worth Cowboys it? fan, <sighs> I think the dude deserves whatever they pay him, but. I don't think any quarterback in the NFL besides Patrick Mahomes is worth over forty million dollars. No, or yeah, Rodgers. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I, you've y'all missed it. I, I don't know. I mean, lit. I think when you look at Dak oh Prescott God. and you look at Tony Romo's success in Dallas, and then you look at Dak. Prescott's success. I'm sorry, guys. It's okay. Worth. I just saw it. It's okay. I think Dak may be worth that type of money. And I know as two Eagles fans in the room, y'all are probably going to say no. But y'all have y'all's own Hey, they've got their own issues at quarterback right now. Yeah, trust yeah, me, they got do. their own <laughs> issues going on. But, no, Jalen Hurts Jalen Hurts is the future, bro. Yeah. Eagles fan I knew it said. Yeah, you agree with me. Bye-bye, Carson. Bye-bye, Carson. Bye-bye, Carson. Nice Send a, hey, send him over here. <laughs> send him over here. Send him on to my Broncos. We need quarterback. Drew Locke ain't anything. You don't have a decent coach. And that thing about. you sent me earlier or tagged me on Facebook, like, like Doug Peterson might be out the door too. Yeah. But here's the thing with Carson Wentz. If you let him go this year, you've got to pay the man, I think it it's $59 million. If you let him go next year, you've got to pay him 29 I mean, is it really worth – I mean, 50 – that's a lot of money. And then you've got to turn around and sign a – you probably got to sign another quarterback, I would guess. I mean, I don't know who – I mean, who else you got on your roster besides Carson can't play a season Wentz and Jalen Hurts? Oh, do we have Nate Sutterfield, our third string? Oh, okay, 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 okay. Did not realize you had him. Uh, I think okay. it's time for Mason. I think it's time for Mason Rudolph uh, in Pittsburgh. Bro, Doug Peterson put him in to realize that they had him. Make everybody realize that they had a third quarterback. Yeah, yeah. I think Doug had to do that. When you look at the Eagles, uh, uh, Raymond, since since you and Aaron are big Eagles fans, uh, when you look at the Eagles, I didn't know he was an Eagles fan. Who? <laughs> Me. <laughs> Aaron Ray. <laughs> oh my. My bad, my bad. Yeah, Aaron and Ray, my bad. When you look at the Eagles, um, this division's not good. I mean, we we just we're gonna call it like it is. We all know that. Um, but but when you look at the Eagles, they've got some pieces. Uh, Miles Sanders is a big threat. Uh, Fulgham at wide receiver, just to name a few. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, you've got some some really good players. The but do those players? Is some of their veterans though, like from that Super Bowl team? I heard it's probably gonna. This may have been their last year for some of them. Yeah, they got some salary yeah, cap but, um, I mean, they have to deal with. Yeah, yeah, they, they definitely got some cap issues. Um, when you look at them as an Eagles fan, would you like to see, just because of the pro- 
price tag that's on Carson Wentz, I understand that's going to be hard cap-wise, and that's a big penalty. Would you like to see them keep him, or would you like to see them move on? Well, if it, if it's um, number one, you have to make sure that you have enough cap space to um, – sometimes you have to think a few moves ahead. Uh, so um, by keeping Wentz one more year, you may be saving some cap space if you do, because he'll be one more year ahead of his contract. So you want to find a middle point there, and I'm a finance guy as well in terms of this. Uh, so you want to find a middle part where the break evens. But I don't think I don't think the Eagles are there yet with Wentz and financial on a financial step. Go ahead, Aaron. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, now, my emotions tell me get rid of him now, but then but then there's all the money and all the cap that we have to think about. And, and maybe maybe two or three more years, but even, even if that means, you know, we just put him on the bench a little bit, which I know he's not going to like that, but we have to do whatever's best for the team. And, and um, Quince is overrated, but I still think he's a good quarterback. Like, I think yeah, he could yeah. play for – like he's he's definitely overrated, but he also can't put all the blame on him, you know, this year. But like I said, he could start for other teams. He's good enough. He's good send enough. him to Denver. Send him to my Broncos. We will take him. Yeah. If I have a quarterback who can throw to Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant, I'm happy. Drew Locke, yeah, I love him. Career backup. He's going to be a Nathan Peterman backup type guy. He was a great. He's not going to throw a bunch of picks like Peterman, but yeah, he's incredible in college. I saw him play against Memphis. He killed Memphis, and I saw him lose to Oklahoma State in the Liberty Bowl. But the Denver is the ideal spot for a quarterback who's looking to go elsewhere. Look at so uh, the Colts, for instance, when they let Peyton Manning walk. Peyton came into Denver. We have a decent offensive line. We have incredible receivers. We have a very young team. Carson Wentz is still young in his career. You got to think about what two and a half years ago, three years ago now, before he tore his ACL, he was an MVP candidate. He was going to win MVP. Then he tore his ACL. If he had not torn his, that's the same year they went and won the Super Bowl. If he had not torn his ACL, I think we'd be having a completely different conversation right now. I don't think Jalen Hurts would be on the Eagles, but I think there's something in that Eagles O-line. I think there's something about Carson Wentz that some of the Eagles players might not like. So they kind of lax themselves when Carson was on the field. Um, yeah. I've seen that happen a lot in football. Yeah, he, he doesn't really uh, – I heard him say that he's kind of like self-absorbed. He doesn't really take any of the blame or nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of quarterbacks have that problem. But quarterbacks, that's a problem Dak doesn't have. I mean, he, like, quarterbacks are supposed to be, like, leaders. And you don't, yeah. hear, like, a, you don't hear a lot from Carson Wentz, like, as a vocal. He's not very vocal, and he's not, you know, he just doesn't seem to have that leadership quality yet. Well, and not to change the subject, but it, it's uh, a good analogy, a good comparison would be Penny Hardaway right now with the Memphis basketball team. He's still learning as a coach, and in his press conferences and whatnot, he has said certain things uh, as far as not putting the blame on other people, but saying, hey, I don't know if these guys can do it. Instead of like, okay, the head coach is the CEO of a college basketball team. 
he should take full responsibility. It's the same position as a quarterback in the NFL. He should take sole responsibility for that. And I think Carson Wentz is still growing. The dude's what? My age, 25, 26. Yeah. Um, he, uh, I'm still immature myself, but uh, uh, we're, as, as a younger person, he's still learning. He's learning how to be that leader, how to be that um, positive influence in the locker room. Um, I, I think there could just be some talk, just a bunch of toxic things going on in that locker room. Um, it might not just be Carson. It might be multiple things behind the scenes that we won't ever know about. Maybe Peterson has issues with being a leader. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I, I, I'd agree with that. Um, but yeah, uh, it's just, uh, there's, I don't think there's much account accountability in the locker room. Uh, it's the same thing with the Houston Texas Texans, for instance. That's why Deshaun wants out. And you saw JJ Watts post game press conference, right? Where he was like, I, fans don't pay to come to games to watch us lose. Um, I think it's an accountability issue when it comes to teams struggling in the NFL because these guys are professional football players. They don't make many mistakes. They get paid to do this and for us to be able to watch and do what we're doing right now, they help us make a living off of them. You know, um, as far as that, of course, I'm not paid for this, but I enjoy doing this. So if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be able to do this, you know? Right. Um, Brandon, Ray, and Nathan, we asked this question the other night. Um, what's the most appeal job to y'all for the NFL coaching ranks right now that coaches got fired at, like, for example, Jacksonville? And what's the least job that you don't want to go to right now as well for your head coach? Brandon, you can go first. Okay. Um, the most appealing is by far the Los Angeles Chargers. That's what I was saying. Because they, have, because they have a quarterback of the future. They have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, both great receivers. They have a good running back in Austin Eckler. That team is very, very, very young. Um, I think them letting uh, – who was their head coach? Uh Anthony, he got fired, but yeah, Anthony Lynn, I think they prematurely let him go. I think next year they had potential to make the playoffs. Um, but uh, I, I think that's the most appealing job in the NFL right now. The least appealing um, is probably uh, – I don't. I don't want to say the Jets, but it I do, is, but it is. just because of how. I don't think it is. Okay, they lost so many one possession games this year that could have been easy wins for them if they had an offense going. They would have. I don't like. Don't shoot the messenger, but they could have been a playoff team if they flip some of those one one score games around. Um. I'd say Jacksonville, but they're going to get Trevor Lawrence, uh, which he's going to be exciting to watch. Um, the Texans, uh, with what's going on with Deshaun right now, uh, that's probably the least appealing to me, or, just or because. What about Cincinnati? Um, no, hey, Joe Burrow. Their star play. 
They have Joe, they, they have Joe Burrow. Uh, I'd love to build off of Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon. But, yeah, uh, the, the Texans are looking to trade Deshaun Watson, possibly. It, it's just an f- absolute fire down there. They have no stars whatsoever besides J.J. Watt. And who's to say J.J. Watt's not going to want out after the, in the offseason? So, yeah, I think the Texans is just a absolute fire. Um, J.J.'s not young, is he? I mean, he's pretty old now, isn't he? What was that? Oh, I mean, he can still play at a high level. I mean, he's I mean, old, but like, he can still get back there, man. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Heck, he can join his boys, his brothers in Pittsburgh. No, there they need him right though. now. Hold on, guys. Hold on. So there was even talk though that the guy um, Deshaun Watson will be trading might be Tua. He might yeah. try to do that. Where Tua at Texans with a new coach might be pretty exciting. Who knows? But but um, I, I feel like I put Tua and and uh, Deshaun Watson. I know Deshaun Watson's been in the league longer, but I kind of put him in the same category. I, I feel like you're not really losing anything there, in my opinion. You know, like like, well. I feel like Tua is a mature quarterback, ready for this, and the matter if he's at Miami or. Texans, he's ready for this, and he's going well, to be there. He does need to go. Deshaun Watson just had one of the greatest years any quarterback's ever had in the history of the NFL. Trading Tua for Deshaun Watson's not a fair trade, unless you're getting four first-round picks back from it. Yeah. It's no comparison. Deshaun Watson is an incredible NFL-caliber quarterback. He's, what, a three-time Pro Bowler now? Um, he makes receivers like Kiki QT. Who the hell is that? Uh, it makes guys like that, like, like recognizable, you know. Um, but so I, 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 I don't disagree. I think Tua has a bright future ahead of him. I just don't think he's a Deshaun Watson type guy. Um, recanting or not recanting? Uh, going back on JJ Watt. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which it makes sense. It makes sense. Miami making a trade for that. Like Miami looked good this year, you know. Um, but J.J. Uh, Watt's only 31. He's not that old. So, um, if he wants out, the the Texans could absolutely be like, all right, cool, we'll, we'll send you somewhere, and they could get some first-round picks back for it. So, yeah, that Tua trade could be a good thing for them. They get picks back with Tua, and then if they tra- wanted to trade J.J. Watt to Pittsburgh or somewhere that needs a defensive lineman, that's uh, that'd be awesome. But yeah, the Texans are. Yes. So um, the most appealing job for me as a head coaching position is is going to Jacksonville because of the fact that um, we all, we kind of like um, nine times out of ten think that we're going that they're going to get Trevor Lawrence number one in the upcoming draft. So that's a quarterback they can build around. But the least appealing to me is a tie between the. Jets and the Texans because of the situation with Deshaun Watson and um, and with the Jets, the being the fact that the only if they were to flip those uh, one possession games, they would be in the playoffs and everything like that. Yeah. So I think they both need rebuilding, but um, they are I believe they are le- least appealing because of the fact that you're also going to be giving up. 
potentially giving up some draft picks as well. And, and they uh, share a stadium with the Giants. <laughs> and yeah, that too. And also, um, I with um, with me, I think um, two um, years ahead, what will be two years from now, and try to work rebuild a build a team around one person. Let me ask you this, Ray. Um, when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles, with you and Aaron being in that area, um, I sent I tagged Aaron in a post earlier that said that Doug Peterson may very well be on the way out. As a as both Philadelphia Eagle fans, let me ask you this: Who would you all like to see as his replacement? Aaron, should go go first. Oh man. Well, I mean, if I'm if I'm just picking any coach out out of the out of anything, I'd say I'll say Urban Meyer, come on over. No, 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 no. Oh, wait a minute. Realistically, who would you like to see tomorrow? Realistically, he was Jeff Fisher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about this? I'm all about coordinators working their way up. I want I want the offensive coordinator for the Super Bowl winner. Yeah, yeah, that's a um, that's a pretty fine assessment, Aaron. Um, mm -hmm. Well, for me, um, there's got to be some more research done on that because of the fact that um, they may go um, they may hire within, or they may go out to other teams as well. So there's a lot of factors into that. But um, as for me, if I were to get a head coach right now, um, assuming that Doug Peterson gets his duties relieved, I would go with an offensive coordinator who has some NFL experience, but, um, but, but even a college coach, but um, can bring a football a, a team to the very next level. And Urban Meyer, I would as as much as I, um, as much as I, like in the past, that would not be my top choice because he has other offers still in the offing. But the Eagles have a lot of people to to work with in terms of that. So it's going to be interesting the next few months. Oh, Gus so. Malzahn. <laughs> over over my head. Any any reach come back to the Eagles, guys. For Chad Morris. Yeah. Over my head. <laughs> can, can I say something about college coaches um in the NFL? They're not successful. Urban Meyer's not gonna be a good NFL coach. Nick Saban was not a good NFL coach. Pete Carroll jumped into a good situation in Seattle. Okay, okay. And he's learned, and he's also old as dirt, and he's learned how to coach, like adapt to the NFL situation. He's the only one who's been successful. I look at Urban Meyer the same way I'd look at Nick Saban if Nick Saban went to the NFL. Good luck, bud. Not really working. Um uh, Cliff Kingsbury out there. How, uh, first of all, how does a guy get fired from a school and then pick up a head coaching job in the NFL? Yeah, that is pretty. It's like Cliff Kingsbury. That's that that that's weird to me. I don't think he's a bad coach. I think he's a good offensive mind, but yeah, Patrick Mahomes. He said Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I said if you're the but and then you you look over at Carolina and Matt Rule. 
Yeah. That's But what did Matt Rule do to get in the NFL? Matt Rule got his butt kicked by Memphis when he coached in Temple. Like the Baylor. Yeah, but Baylor, like, with the late 2000s years, they were always decent. They had good recruiting classes. Art Browse got in that big old scandal, and mm-hmm. Baylor just kind of fell off. But they still, like, they ha- I don't care what you say. Any Power 5 school still has the athletes. Oh, yeah. Do I? Yeah. Well, it's like Baylor fell apart. Remember, you got to remember um, when Art Browse got fired, they fell apart. Players left. They got in trouble. They were done. The Steelers just scored. Rule, and then Matt Rule rolls up in there. Can't even win a game. He loses to an FCS school that's yeah, never beaten any Liberty. FBS school. And then all of a sudden you're like – is this guy a joke? And then two years later, he's taking him to the Big 12 championship. That's I remember when Liberty of an NFL job in my eyes. You know, you you do that quick of a flip when because they went back to what they were in the early 2000s, dirt. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I know I'm biased. I know I'm biased, but if you throw Memphis in the Big 12, they're in the Big 12 championship. Like, there's no good Big 12 schools other than Oklahoma. In my opinion, I, I think I, I think if you throw Memphis in the Big Twelve, we're in we're in competition for the championship every year with um, yes. or at least completely. Agree. Nathan, who's yours? Nathan, who's yours? By the way, <coughs> but keep in mind this is the same Baylor team I was talking about right. that couldn't win a game in the Big Twelve we're talking about, and then they turn it around in the Big Twelve. So there's also yeah. that oh. in hand too, you know. All right, well, mine – all right, the most appealing, I'll go with the Chargers, and I'll even say the Jags, mainly because it's like Brandon said. You got the Chargers, you got Justin Herbert, a good quarterback, a future quarter, a future Super Bowl quarterback, in my point. Yeah. And you got him to build off of. And then <coughs> with Jacksonville, you're bringing in Trevor Lawrence. Because everybody knows Jacksonville is going to get Trevor Lawrence. It's if, if they don't get him, I'll be shocked. <laughs> but the whole Justin rumor about Ur- yeah, well, Justin Fields hasn't declared yet. Hasn't declared yet, but they said if he does declare that the Patriots will end up with Justin Fields or the Jets. Yeah, or the Jets. But uh, I figured the Jets. I think the Jets will take Zach Wilson. To be honest with you, I think that's who they're going to go for. If they can't get Trevor Lawrence, I think they're going to go after Zach, Zach Wilson. Uh, so I read a lot of – sorry. Uh, I'll say it in a second. But the the one I, I, I just have no faith in, and I don't think any coach is just dying to go, is the Jets, dude. It, it's – they they just <laughs> – the Jets are now considered the – and don't get me wrong. Don't hate me for this. But the Jets are considered the Browns. Oh, the team, yeah. just, it, it it ain't winning. <laughs> so, they're, they're the new Browns. The Browns are winning right now. The Browns yeah, are winning yeah. right now. And this, yeah. this is what I like. But I'm talking about the Jets, for instance. They're just – they're falling apart left and right. You got the Texans. Nobody want to, wants to play for the Texans right now. Everybody's wanting to leave. I mean, it's it's a fall apart season for the two football teams right now. And that's my input. Go ahead, Brandon, whoever you 
So uh, I read a lot of like ESPN Plus stuff. Um, Todd McShay put his mock draft out a couple days ago, and his best friend is the GM of the Jets. He has them taking uh, Penny Sewell from uh, Oak, or uh, from uh, Oregon. Um, and Todd McShay usually doesn't miss on this stuff. I think the Jets are going to give Sam Darnold another year. Um, he ended the year on a pretty good note. Um, they won that game. Uh, like so, the associations, like the the teams, tank. The players do not tank. The players want to win. You could clearly see that out of the Jets. They wanted to win every game that they played in because these guys are paid to win football games. Well, that reminds um, me of Jalen Hurts whenever he got pulled. He was clearly upset. Exactly. So um, I think I, I think it's as far as coaches and GMs, everybody like that. Um, I think those guys are the ones that make the decision to tank. Um, but so like Zach Wilson to the Jets would make sense, but I just don't think they're giving up on Sam Darnold yet. You, you don't give up on the number one pick two years at, or number two pick, whatever he was in his third year in the NFL, you know, um, uh, I mean, some guys like Peyton Manning was terrible his rookie year. Yes. He set the rookie touchdown record, but he also had more interceptions than anybody in NFL history. Um, but and look at Baker Mayfield now. Baker Mayfield had a great rookie year, a terrible, terrible second season, and now he's beating the crap out of the Steelers in the, in the playoffs. Um, yeah. Who have ever saw that coming, you know? Especially for an undersized uh, – I, I, I hate the term undersized when it comes to a quarterback. If you can throw the football, then you can play quarterback. It doesn't matter what your size is. I don't care if you can't see over the offensive line. If you can see a receiver wide open down the field and get the ball to him, you're fine in my book. Well, look but, at Kyler Murray. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, same way. Like, those guys are fast enough and they're skilled enough to make plays. That That's yeah. all you have to do in the NFL. You make a play. Um, and, but I do think, um, the, like I said about the Todd McShay thing, um, I think Justin Fields fits better with the Patriots um, than he would at the Jets. Uh, and like I said, I'm not. I, if I'm a Jets fan, I'm not. But if I were a Jets fan, I wouldn't want to give up on Sam Darnold yet. Sam Darnold was what twenty when he got drafted. He was very young. He's still very young, uh, and he's learning every day. Um, now, if they want to trade him. Send them on over. That's all I'm saying. Send them over to Denver because I need a quarterback. I need a quarterback. I know. I know we're not going to draft one this year, but I need one. You need an offensive line, also. No, our line's okay if we can get a uh, all right tackle back because Garrett Bowles got screwed out of the uh, out of the Pro Bowl. Man, he should have made it. Um, and we gave him that extension, which I'm excited about, but. Uh, our interior line's okay because uh, Dalton Reiser's really good, but uh, Lloyd Cushenberry is a rookie. But th- yeah, the Broncos don't have many problems. I think their problem is quarterback and a head coach. Well, Fangio's just an old dude who has. How do you feel about Nick Foles? Um, was he? Uh, um, I was wondering, like, like, um. Just you as an individual, I don't, see, I don't know if it will happen, but Nick Foles is just chilling on a bench right now. 
and he and I feel like he's good enough to start somewhere. How do you feel about Nick Foles going to the Broncos? You know who else is chilling on the bench right now? Brian Fitzpatrick. Send them on over. Yeah, yeah. I don't hate Nick Foles. Nick Foles won a Super Bowl, but I saw Nick Foles play for the Kansas City Chiefs. I know how bad he is mm-hmm. and how inconsistent he is. He's also sitting on a bench with the uh, the Bears. You let Mitchell Trubisky, the worst starting quarterback in the NFL, take your job away from you after you took it from him. Also, Anthony Miller getting thrown out today was complete garbage. I, I will say that. I must have missed that part. That's awesome. Yeah. She was. He was no. on the, She's a flight attendant, and he was on the plane when they met. Oh well, very cool. Uh, speaking of college football, we we're just talking about Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, all of them. Uh, supposedly, there's a big game tomorrow night between a team. Hey, Wes, nobody... this got canceled. Okay. <laughs> 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 they all have COVID. Hey, no, John. No, John. There's a big game tomorrow night between a team that nobody so really likes. Oh, Stop for a second. <laughs> It's a big game between some the team that everybody likes and a team that nobody really likes going into the playoffs. Uh, that would be the Alabama Crimson Tide, ranked number one in the country, uh, undefeated uh, SEC champions, uh, probably one of the most um, on all three levels of football, offense, defense, special teams, probably one of the most complete teams I think I've seen in my lifetime. Uh, going against the team that last week I think surprised everybody. Uh, not just in beating Clemson, but, but how they beat Clemson and how they made them look. Uh, like a, I don't want to say a mediocre team, but not a great football team uh, um, in Ohio State, being led by Justin Fields. Uh, Trey Sermon has been just running his tail off the last three, four games. We're getting ready to break it all down. I know Ray is a big Alabama fan. I know Nathan is a big Alabama fan as well. Um, so let's talk about Ohio State first. When you look at Ohio State and look at, um, let me start with their game plan on how to beat Alabama. Uh, John, we will go, we will go around the room. I'll announce the name. I'm so glad he muted that because that was going to be so loud. Um, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna go around the room. I will announce the name, and then you'll go answer the question. If that makes any sense. Oh, John, does Brendan have his shirt on? First of all, yes, he does. All right, so John, <laughs> what would you say is, is the strategy for Ohio State to win the national championship tomorrow night? Uh, the strategy would probably be mix it up like you did against Clemson. Uh, run the ball well. And then throw the ball downfield when you have the chance and get the receivers down the field a little bit. Like Justin Fields, I think, was like 200 yards passing 20 yards or more against Clemson's defense. So um, that is a key. And uh, third down conversion, like we talked about as well, and keep Alabama's offense off the field. I know the time of possession, I think, will be coming down to the wire in this one for the time of possession of the game. If Ohio State's smart, their offense would probably need to be at least averaging about six minutes of drive to keep Alabama's offense off the field. Six minutes of drive. 
to keep Alabama's yes. offense off the field, just like Navy back in the, you know. Yep, yep. I agree. I agree. Uh, Aaron, we'll go to you next. What would you say uh, Ohio State and Ryan Day's strategy needs to be to knock off the Crimson Tide tomorrow night? Well, I mean, in my opinion, Ryan Day just has to do exactly what Nick Saban does. He has to make sure every individual out there on that field knows exactly what they're doing and is ready to do their job correctly. And that's why Nick Saban has been so successful. So he has to do that for one. But that's why I feel like it's going to be a, such a great game because I feel like when we watch this game and we walk, when we watch this field, every single one of those people that you see, 22 of them on that field will know exactly wh where they'll need to be, what they'll need to do, and it's all about who's going to make the first mistake is going to win this game. Who's not going to know where they're going, supposed to be? That's going to determine um, who's going to win or lose this game. Um, Ohio State has to play a – not a near perfect, but a perfect game. They have to be perfect. They have – they none of this dropping a pass. If you're open, you better catch that ball. If, if you – if if you have an open field tackle, you better hit them and you better make sure they drop to the ground. If, if um, you, you best make sure Devontae Smith doesn't get behind you and Waddle, because I think he's coming back this game. I mean, it, it is going to be a near miracle in my opinion. I'm a huge SEC fan, but this Bama team is just incredible. Don't get me wrong. Ohio State is incredible too because of what they did to Clips, and we can't, I can't discredit that. But um, Ryan Day literally has to, because also, here's the other thing um, Ryan Day has a lot more film to study than Nick Saban does. You, <laughs> you got a 12. 12 or 11 game, um, or do they play 12 games now? Is this their 13th game? Uh, also, yeah. Also, the wear and tear of a full season mm -hmm. isn't going to be on Ohio State. Yeah. Oh, no, no, they're going to be fresh. Um, I just, I just know, like, I know in my heart they're like I know in my heart like most of these SEC teams are good I mean Notre Dame is obviously good they were went to the playoff I know in my heart Alabama is just a different animal and and um I know Ohio State had some special juice in the playoff and destroyed Clemson but we can't forget about the barely beating Indiana and all these other teams and and Northwestern and which those teams are good too, but on honestly, we just proved it. A mediocre Ole Miss team can be a good Big Ten Indiana team, and so um, I just I think it's going to be an absolutely incredible game to watch. It's going. I think the last game that's that was this good was that Texas USC game in two thousand six. In my opinion, just incredible teams. Ryan Day has even proved himself as a coach. I mean, 
they have to be perfect. They have to be absolutely yeah. perfect. No missing tackles. No Not against Devontae passes. Smith. If you miss a tackle on him. Bye-bye. And you, you mess um, – I think Justin Fields would be better off. Hopefully they can protect him where he can chill in the pocket because the more he runs, the more he's going to get whacked. And that defense at Alabama can whack people. See, I'm an SEC well, guy, and I, I do think the SEC is the best conference. But, man, yeah. Ohio State showed me something against Clemson. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I expect this to be a good game. I really do. I don't think I don't. I know Alabama will not be overlooking Ohio State mm-hmm. with 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 Saban as the coach. So um, we don't have to worry about that. But um, I can see a lot of points being put up. Alabama's yeah. defense is not the typical Alabama defense. They're going to give up points. See, I'm thinking so. we'll see a fourth quarter mistake, and whoever makes that fourth quarter mistake, even if it's a fumble, a dropped pass, anything. Yeah. That team is going to lose. See the yeah, the way I, mean, I look at it. The, go go ahead, Wes. I just I mean I I was just going to say I mean I've been saying it uh, for the past six seven years with Alabama. Any team that plays them, you can't make a mistake. You can't give them that extra possession because they make you pay for it. Just about every time. Um, yeah. When you look at Alabama. Uh, what I think is the key to victory against them is make forcing them to make a mistake, which is unlike Alabama, which is something that Nick Saban's teams typically do not do. Um, when you look at just their, their, their game against Notre Dame, obviously Alabama walked away uh, what I think fairly easily in that win. Um, but I think – Ohio State is going to be a different challenge for them. The the, the talent – I don't want to say that Notre Dame is not talented because they are. The speed that Ohio State has both on mm-hmm. offense and defense is next level. They are really, really, really fast. Not taking anything from Alabama because I know they are too. But if you look at it on the defensive side of the, foot, uh, of the ball, if you're Nick Saban, you're worried. I mean, he's got to be somewhat worried because of their speed on the outside and you're a little bit suspect in the secondary level of your defense. I think he froze. Oh, no. Yeah, he froze. Yeah. But yeah, um, just like, just like though, like, yeah, um, you can't make a mistake. Um, Either either team though, I, I team as equals right now, and you can't make a mistake. And the second you do, the other team's gonna make you pay. Um, yeah. I think it's key for Justin Fields can't be doing. He, he's hurt. Let's just say it. That that guy is sore, so he can't yeah. be doing that running around. He's one. I, I'm not saying Alabama's gonna target him in the ribs but he's one but they shoulder, might he's one shoulder <laughs> tackle away from this game being a blowout because i think justin fields is out of that game it's done well here, here's my thing and any alabama fan knows this we played ohio state before this ain't the first time when we played ohio state the first time 
we played them with a backup quarterback. They had a backup quarterback come in. And that backup quarterback destroyed us. Yeah. <laughs> and if, if you want if you want to look at somebody, if if Ryan Day's gotta look at somebody, he's gotta look at Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. They put Alabama to the test. That game was so close. I mean, it could go either way. And it was a mistake made that Alabama countered off of. But the whole thing about it is you gotta look at what Ole Miss did. Ole Miss saw the weakness in the in the in our defense, and he capitalized on it. He kept running. He 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 put Alabama in a situation to where our defense was getting tired. And so what he did was he kept he kept the offense on the field when he had to, and he capitalized on open uh on the open field because we our D our D backs made a lot of mistakes. Now, not saying that Nick Saban didn't correct them all because moving after that Ole Miss game, there was a lot of things that we did that he did correct on. See, that just shows how how much football is a game of adjustments because Arkansas only scored three points against Alabama, mm-hmm. and and Ole Miss and they beat Ole Miss and Arkansas beat Ole Miss yep. who who put up like forty something points against Alabama. So yep. it's really all about adjustments and. And uh, and the thing about it, you, you're going into this game, you know, there's trash talking both sides. But mm-hmm. one thing about Ryan Day <laughs> is I think he needs to learn <laughs> from Saban. Don't count. Don't already say that you're going to beat us. Because as if anybody's learned anything about Nick Saban, he, he, the, his favorite words, rat poison. But the one thing he loves to do is what Dan Mullen did to us, and Dan Mullen came in saying, "Oh, we're going to beat him. We'll talk to y'all after the after we go to the college football playoff, and all yeah. this." Don't already say you're going to beat Bama because that's just fueling that whole team. That's letting them know, like, all right, so we're not good enough to be here yet. You know, we played a full season, and y'all played six, and we're still not good enough for y'all, and that's going to fuel them. And yeah, Jalen Waddle will be back. So that leaves that wow, puts another person. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That changes. So that, changes that puts so that puts you having to guard Devontae Smith. And anybody that's watched Jalen Waddle play, he's fast. He's if ba- you, he, might, if, he could be I mean, even he might be better than Devontae Smith. Well, no, if you if no, you need no, if you no. give no. if you yeah, give at full street. <laughs> but thing is, if you give Waddle, if you because Waddle's been practicing, he's been at practice this whole week, <clears throat> so he's been preparing himself for it. And if you if you miss a tackle on Waddle, he's gone. <laughs> you you ain't you ain't gonna catch him. He ain't gonna stop him. But what you also got to realize is we have a guy named Mechie. He's Canadian. The man I think is a hockey player in his days off because of the hit he made on that Florida guy on that Florida DB. Yeah. <laughs> So, but you got you got so many players you got to watch out for. And yeah, Ohio State. And I'm not taking anything from Ohio State. They're a good team. I don't <clears> think <throat> I I think this is going to be a close game. But the game I would compare this yeah. to is not the USC Texas game. It's the Alabama Clemson game when Deshaun Watson drove down the field mm-hmm. and threw it to Hunter Winfrey for the win with second yeah. oh, yeah. seconds. Yes, that yes. is how close this game is going to be. It's going to be down to the wire. It's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be a close one, and it's going to be fighting left and right. It's going you to have be a, do you think uh, Saban 
part of Saban and some Alabama fans wishes they were that they were going to play Clemson instead just to get some revenge or <laughs> I think that I mean as Alabama fans we always see the Clemson Alabama game it's always back and forth back and forth back and forth yeah but the one team that we never got revenge on was Ohio State for knocking us out of the playoff so this yeah. right here is a revenge game for us that's true because this is a chance for us to redeem ourselves for that game. And you talk about how Ohio State came in and beat Clemson the way they did. A few years back, Alabama came in, faced off against Michigan State. Mm -hmm. And Michigan State was supposed to be the big team then. And Alabama mm -hmm. came in and the smoked them right out to where everybody threw up their hands and said, why is Michigan State even in the playoffs? Yep. So, um, I mean, you just got to look at it. It's the college football playoff. It's college football. Anything can happen. But one thing that's going to happen is it's going to be a close – and it's going to be that smash-mouth football. It's going to be big hits, big yes, plays, yes. everything. This ain't going to be no NFL where – and here's, I'm sorry to say it's about the NFL, Here's one thing I you, will say about if you, Ohio State but, is they But do if you play, barely touch Tom Brady. <laughs> they do play physical, and they kind of – Ohio State kind of reminds me of, like, an SEC school. <laughs> Like a, a good SEC school. Like and, and the a, like, thing is, but uh, from what I, from a source I, I've read about is that the uh, a defensive coordinator for Indiana reached out and to Nick Saban about how to defend Ohio State uh -oh. on their offense. Oh boy! <laughs> and if anybody and if anybody was able to prove something, it was Indiana because I mean, and I think we can all agree for this. Hell, I was cheering in Indiana in that game because I was mm -hmm. like, "This is this is impressive right here." I'm yeah. not used to seeing Indiana do this, you know. Yeah, didn't didn't Indiana's DC take the South Alabama job? So we don't have nothing. To do. Yeah. <laughs> but but I mean, the bottom line to this game is, you got playmakers on both ends. Mm -hmm. All right, Alabama's got a healthy defense. Uh, Malachi Moore's back, so he'll be out there playing. Christian Harris is good to go. Will Anderson, he'll, he's a he's our D defensive end. You'll see him. You think uh, Olave or Sermon or I think Sermon might have a pretty good game. Yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be the type of football game. is It's not going to be all passing. It's going to be running the ball. Uh, I, I hope to see Najee Harris leap over somebody again. Yes, I love nice. that. <laughs> but. I think you're going to see two quarterbacks come to this game, both Heisman candidates, uh, both NFL style quarterbacks, and uh, I'm, uh, you're going to see two teams. And I, and I honestly think that Steve Sarkeesian coming into this game, being his last game as an offense coordinator, he's going to go all out. Mm -hmm. He's he's going to, you're going to see it. You're going to see him prove to everybody why Texas wants him as a head coach. Is what I believe. Ray, what concerns you for Ohio State being an Alabama fan? Okay, so a couple things here. Number one, <laughs> T.O.P., time of possession. If if we limit Ohio State's offense and time of possession, I'll give more time for the Alabama offense to do its thing with its big three. Jones, dare I say it, the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, and Najee Harris, and possibly Waddle as well, but I heard Waddle's a game time, but he's probably going to be um, in the he'll game. Play. He'll play. He'll play. I know he'll, he'll play. Saban <laughs> wants to make things interesting right until the point. But anyway, um, 
time possession, um, limit the Ohio State offense as much as they can so that that allows Big Three and Waddle to do what they always done all year, make the big plays that they should. And in the fourth quarter, whoever makes doesn't make the mistake will win. Well, Brandon, what you got? Want... Okay. So the the over under is about seventy five and a half, which is very high for a national championship game. I don't think it might go under. <laughs> <laughs> I think there'll be anyway. a lot of points. Yeah, there will be a lot of points scored, but I think Alabama will squeak it out at the end with a um, last minute touchdown. Let me ask Brandon, what about you, man? Yeah, uh, go ahead, Brandon. Brandon's gotta go. Okay. So my secret informant just told me <laughs> that <laughs> Ohio State has a negative percent chance to win this game. Wow. Wow. They're, they're, uh, wow. Okay. Oh my gosh. Memphis is going nuts. Uh, that's so here's what's going to happen. Memphis? You know how Mo- <laughs> Yeah, her name is Memphis. She's a non-week gold chocolate lab. <laughs> She's the official mascot of our show. Um, <laughs> name her what? Tennessee? No, Ev, not Ev. No. no. I'll quit, God, I'll quit no. the show. I don't live in Tennessee. I live in Memphis. Uh, <laughs> All right, go ahead, Brent. Um, no. So, you know how I had my lock of the year a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago when Memphis was playing UCF? Absolutely. How yep. can we remember that? My lock of the year. How can you forget? My lock of the year. I, Cancel that lock of the year. My lock of the year is Alabama beating Ohio State by more than 20. It's not even going to be close. It's going to be like the Notre Dame-Alabama National Championship back when Manti Teo and his fake girlfriend <laughs> were playing. It's not. It's going to be a bloodbath. Ohio State, Ohio State is game planning for Najee Harris and Devontae Smith. They don't know if Jalen Waddle's playing or not. And Minchie, he's out of the question when it comes to the uh, um, game plans and everything. There's no strategy to set up against Nick Saban. You're not going to beat Nick Saban. You're not going to outcoach Nick Saban. You're not going to outsmart him. You're not going to do anything. It's the fact of if his players are going to make mistakes and if they're not going to make mistakes. This team doesn't make mistakes. They make mistakes in one game I've watched them play all year, and that was against Ole Miss. And guess what? They still won that game. Alabama has the single best college football team I've ever seen this year. Last year, LSU had the best quarterback we've ever seen. This year, Alabama has the best team we've ever seen. It's not close. There's no argument. There's NFL talent all over the field. uh, I mean... Mac Jones is going to be a first-round pick, and nobody talks about him whatsoever. Mac Jones is a damn good quarterback. Um, But Memphis Memphis says, 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that because Alabama doesn't really have good quarterbacks. Tua, Tua is the only decent quarterback that's in the NFL besides A.J. McCarron, who's a career backup, that you can name in the NFL that's ever been successful under Nick Saban. And we don't know um, Tua. I mean, who are you going to bring up? Uh, Jake Coker or – yeah, uh, Tua had a decent rookie year. It wasn't amazing. He didn't start, start the year. Um, I mean, I know he went to OU his last year, but with but, Jalen Hurts? Yeah. No, Jalen Hurts is an Oklahoma quarterback. Jalen Hurts is an Oklahoma quarterback. That, that was actually good in the NFL. It's Joe Namath. You got Bart Starr. Those two names are the best quarterbacks that went to the NFL from Alabama. Yeah. I mean, you got well, my secret informant has told me that this score of this game is going to be – Forty-five to seventeen. Oh, she's looking at me. Yeah, see, forty-five seventeen, Alabama. Wow! It's not going to be close. Our state doesn't deserve to be on a football field with Alabama. Are you sure you're not picking the Browns and, and the Steelers game right now? <laughs> forty-five seventeen, Alabama over Ohio State. Oh, we're live. Let me ask you this, Nathan, Aaron, uh, I'm sorry, Na- uh, Nathan and Ray, right. let me ask you this, as, as Alabama fans, uh, I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. Nick Saban is not getting any younger. Um, <laughs> when you look, look at Alabama, obviously, uh, the, let's just hypothetically speak here, Nick Saban leaves. Obviously, the first name is going to be Dabo Sweeney, I would imagine. But as Alabama fans, who would you like to see relieve a legend? Which, let's be honest, Justin Fuente learned the hard way. It's very difficult to walk in and take over for a legend. Uh, Jimbo Fisher also learned that at Florida State. So whoever comes in is going to have extremely high expectations. But who would you like to see slide into that? Head coaching position at Alabama. Nathan Na- wants to uh, freeze, Nathan, right? You go first. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right. If we're saying anybody besides Dabo Sweeney, because that's the pick that every yeah. Alabama fan has said is is Dabo's coming. Dabo's coming. Let's say Dabo doesn't. The one person I hope, and and I and I'm an Alabama fan, and I'm and I'm gonna say it because this man needs it, and we and we'll pay him the money. Give me Hugh Freeze. Bring Hugh wow. Freeze to Alabama, dude. I mean, he's got he is an offensive genius. I mean, he knows how to, he knows what he wants to do. He, he he and the thing about it, he has beaten Nick Saban. <laughs> Dang it, they're going to you know? be good again. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> so, and and that's the thing that we'll, we'll be They're just in, never going to be bad, I guess. No, they're not. Well, man. Well, that and I mean that's the thing though. Like going into this, you know, everybody's saying Saban has. Well, they said Saban has five more years. They say Saban has two more years, three, whatever. Saban said he feels good and he can keep on coaching. So, you know, he might he might end up being the legendary like the legendary Penn State coach. Oh, oh, man. Yeah. Paterno. 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 He might be in a wheelchair 
rolling down the sideline and still cussing out the people. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> if, Paterno, if Paterno went that long as a coach, what's who's to say Saban won't be? I mean, he's a great college football coach. Yeah, it's like y'all, we talked about earlier. He didn't make it good in the NFL. And the NFL told him, uh, the Dolphins said that if you take the job at Alabama, we're not going to offer you the job back. You're not coming back to the NFL. And he's perfectly he fine okay? with it. Yeah, Alabama's paying him millions. <laughs> I mean, well, it's hard to get demand. players to listen in the NFL when they're all like making more money than you. The man's got well, a stadium well, outside. He's got a statue outside the stadium, and he's still coaching. Well, yeah. the thing is, and there, there's something else about this about this championship game. Right now, he is tied up with Paul Bear Bryant with six. They're tied up six to six. He wins this. Really? Surpass Paul Bear Bryant. Wow. That's a fact. So, and, wow. and here's that another thing. Here's another How many has he been? Arrogance over there from you, what, what, Was it one of those? At LSU? One of those was at LSU, right? Yes, all three in the all three season, and so that. really five. Yeah, I mean, you got to well, think of it as five at Alabama. But the thing, well, and, and the thing when you look at it. You're being compared to Paul Bear Bryant, which everybody knows how great of a coach he was. A&M, he went to A&M, coached A&M up, came to Alabama, just like what Nick Saban did. When Alabama got Nick Saban, we were struggling, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we were. Mike Shula wasn't doing it for us and, you know, all that. And there's talk, and I forgot to mention this earlier, there was talk that the offense coordinator that we were looking at was Mike Shula. Was one oh, of wow. <laughs> So oh, I don't do that. I, and I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Man, you, you better well give me. I want Tom Herman. Hour, won't you? I, I, I'm going to say it right now. Tom Herman needs to come to Alabama right now. They need to go ahead and schedule an interview with that man. Give him the money. Bring him on over and all that. Get him ready. But at the end of it all, Nick Saban came in. He rebuilt Alabama. He rebuilt the dynasty. Came back. Everybody hates when Nick Saban says, well, I'm back for another year or anything like that. <laughs> and we talked about this a few weeks ago. The day that Nick Saban retires is going to be the day the whole SEC, the whole college football is going to be cheering, saying, thank God we all we all have a chance now. I mean, but, it was very similar to when Urban Meyer left. I'll be on. very happy when he retires. Yes, Christian will be very happy. Uh, Ray, what about you, man? Uh, let's say Ray got, yeah, yeah. Let's so, say, let's say King Saban leaves. Who would you want to replace him? My first pick would be Dabble, but if the Dabble deal goes for for whatever reason falls through, then I would look to either Hugh Freeze or Tom Herman because they are both offensive geniuses, and so Herman being the Ex head coach of Texas, it would be a it'll be a good swap for them. Steve Sarkeesian would go to Texas, and then Tom Herman. We would bring him in, pay him the money as the offensive coordinator, in the off chance that Saban does in fact hang the cleats up. Let me ask you this, Ray. Um, what about a guy like? And this is gonna probably and folks, y'all probably gonna laugh. But a guy that I think really impressed me last season in the Alabama-Auburn game, what about Gus Malzahn? He's a very, very – offensively, the man's very, very smart. And let's be honest, I think he outcoached Nick Saban last year at the end of that game. Well, I I, I can't deny Gus Malzahn's work. 
Um, but as an Alabama guy, um, if I were to hire Gus Malzahn, that would be a hard hire to make. Yeah. Because of his background with um, the team down the plains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good point. That's a good point. That's going to um, bring a lot of people people in Tuscaloosa who are going to have to trust um, a person who was your in-state rival. Yeah, that's a good point. I think yeah. that's a very good point. The next head coach, if it's not Dabo Sweeney, at the University of Alabama is Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley will leave Oklahoma to go be the head coach at the University of Alabama. You know, that's a name that I didn't even think about, but I could, I could definitely see that. He's a young guy. Alabama will go after him. He's been successful. He's been in the playoffs twice. He's a great recruiter. Um, I, I think that Lincoln Riley would be a huge uh, statement for Oklahoma. As far as hey, uh, for for Alabama, excuse me, as, saying as far as hey, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. And another name, Ryan Day. Uh, no. Ryan Ryan Day's not going to leave Ohio State. I don't believe he's a big ten, Big Ten guy through and through. Another name that people aren't really looking at either because he's at his alma mater and he's happy is Kirby Smart. Kirby Smart was a defensive coordinator at the University of Alabama, won a couple national championships under Nick Saban. Um, I think Kirby Smart is a great fit for the University of Alabama. But Lincoln Riley would be my number one choice if they can't get Dabo Sweeney. Wow. All right, let me ask you this, Ray. Uh, Those two names that uh, Brandon just mentioned, Lincoln Riley and Kirby Smart, as a big Alabama faithful, how would you feel about those two names? They do have a really good chance, um, given their history. Kirby Smart was the, I believe, the first defensive coordinator under Saban. Count me if I'm wrong with this, uh, Nathan. Uh, but anyway, um, Kirby Smart uh, was a defensive coordinator under Saban. I could understand that move, but I would, um, I would not see. The likelihood of hiring Kirby Smart uh, would be low in comparison to the other names. But Lincoln Riley also, he's very young as a coach. He um, he was under Bob Stoops, I believe, for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, both are very sensible hires. It's just that they're low on the list due to the other names um, that are mentioned, Dabo and... Hugh Freeze, in particular, uh, would be the shopping list, so to speak, for him if Saban were to do the unthinkable. Actually, Ray, Ray just said it. What about Bob Stoops? Well, huh? Bob Stoops he's, has been out coaching for a while. He's the owner of the XFL team. He's got nothing to worry about. Yeah, he's no. If he wanted to get back in the to the college game, like, would, would you, as a Bama fan, would you take yeah, it? Yeah, had it. Rumor had it Florida State threw a lot of money at Bob Stoops uh, before they hired Mike Norvell. I can confirm that Florida State offered the house to Bob Stoops, and he turned it down. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so there you go. You heard it here first. <laughs> Maybe he thought too big of a rebuild. 
Yeah. <clears throat> Florida State, and I don't mean to change the subject, but Florida State is the perfect place for a guy like Norvell to go rebuild. Yeah. Um, Norvell fits that the, that system down there. Um, uh, I think the ACC is a much easier conference for you to build off of becoming the Memphis coach. Um, I know Fuente struggled a little bit, but look at his first year. He went to the ACC championship game. I know they lost to Clemson, but um, the ACC is a much easier conference for you to rebuild a team in. So look at Louisville over the last few years. Louisville was gr- terrible when they first got in. Great with Lamar. Bad again, but this year they were okay. Um, and they're rebuilding over there. Uh, so school like that. Um, Clemson, for example. Clemson's been in the ACC forever. I don't – when were they relevant before? Uh, they weren't. Uh, yeah. The, so Tommy West was there, and they won a championship, what, the year before Tommy West was the head coach or something like that. Um, yeah, well, even, even with Dabo at yeah. first, they were strong yeah. at first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dabo went, what, five and – was it like five and seven his first year as a head coach or something like that and turned it around in two years? Dabo's, Dabo's second year, like there was rumblings of, of diehard fans wanting him out. Uh, yeah. Clemson and then, and, then, and, and then he turned it around. See, that's, uh, that's the perfect example of being patient right there. Yeah, it is. And I think is. that's it's exactly like, what Michigan is trying to do, too, right now with Jim Harbaugh. Like, he's been kind of mediocre. They're going to give him a five-year second chance and see what he can do with it, you know? Yeah. If Harbaugh, has, if Harbaugh has a season like he had this year, next year he's gone. Because yeah. Michigan's one of those schools that will and can pay that buyout. doesn't matter how much money they give him. Oh, yeah. Nathan, what's up, man? Did you hear my comments? <laughs> no, I did not. Okay, I said that your next head coach, by the way, the Steelers just scored another touchdown, and they're going for two. Um, y'all's next head coach is either going to be Lincoln Riley or Kirby Smart. If uh, Dabo and okay. if Dabo okay. Okay. If Dabo's not there. Now let me add this. Now let me add this. I talked to my source, okay? And my wait, wait, source, you got sources? Infor- yeah, I got one right here in the house. My source, she just informed me. The next head coach for Alabama. Well, hold on. Who is your source? Where, where's she at? Well, it's Nick Saban. <laughs> no, no. My wife has said her, the next Alabama head football coach is no other than. All right, who'd you say? The next coach, not for Kirby Smart. Have her, her say it on video. I tried to get her to say it on video. She said that she, she's not she's not taking any questions at this moment. She said. I think Kirby, Kirby Smart still has to prove some stuff. All right, well said, uh, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to uh, pencil her in, and since she's a big time source, we know that, right? Um, I think when you look at going back to the Florida State thing with with Mike Nozell, and then we'll move on. Um. I think when you look at Mike Novell in Florida State and the big weekend that he had uh, as far as recruiting, it's evident to me that that not only the fan base, but the players are starting to buy in. And he's he's starting to to, to get a culture change there, which is the hardest thing to do is change a culture. Um, Florida State is going to be a team to to be reckoned with. I think Clemson better look out because I think this is my opinion. 
within the next two to three years, they'll be right there neck and neck with Clemson. If, it, just just the talent pool alone in the state of Florida, Mike Norvell will, will be able to pull talent. So who did you want to say, Nathan? Kirby Smart? Because he said that that will be the next coach. So the Kirby Smart, uh, when he faced Nick in the, in the championship game, he made too many mistakes because he put Justin Fields in on that one play. He tried to do the same thing twice. Instead of kicking the ball, he ran the ball. <laughs> and they did it again. Uh, and that was a mistake because they already knew they were going to do that. Guys, when you look at tomorrow night, she's a, I mean, she's a Tiger fan. Alumni, so, you know, she bleeds that Tiger Go Tigers. <laughs> Go Tigers. When you look at tomorrow night, fellas. We got a good football team down here in Grace State, Louisiana. Go Tigers. <laughs> Holy crap. He's good. Holy cow. Um, no, when you look at tomorrow night, obviously, we're, uh, we're, we're very excited for the national championship game. Uh, I think this game is going to be one of the best that we've seen. I really hope. What? That we have that we don't get all this hype <laughs> and then it's a blowout. Um, that's gonna that's gonna kind of kind of hurt my heart. Um, yes. But when you look at this national championship game, I'm very excited about it. I think it's gonna be a battle, uh, and I agree with what everybody has said. It's gonna come down to who makes that mistake, whether it's Alabama, which is very unlike them, or if it's Ohio State. Uh, but uh, I think that we've done a great job tonight of breaking down. NFL games and this national championship game. Well, who do you got? Uh, let's go, people. Oh. All right, let's get after it. Uh, I'll go first. It. Give me. We've already checked. We've, yeah, I mean, I've. Well, you we've have. Already, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we've already picked, John. I, I'm not doing this on live again where I pick and then two weeks later I pick again. And I pick again. Just go through. Oh, we'll go through them. Hey, Wes, you had Wes, you had Clemson over Al, or Alabama with Clemson. So go ahead. Okay, well, uh, give me Ohio State to beat uh, Alabama tomorrow night. Uh, wow. Brandon. Wow. Bloodbath brewing. Manti Taylor's girlfriend won't be there to save the Ohio State Buckeyes. 45-17. Roll Tide. Roll Tide, man. All right. Christian, go ahead. See, I actually, I'm going to be rooting for Alabama, if, I guess, if you want to call it that, but the fact that Justin Fields, they have Justin Fields, makes me, you know, pretty confident in Ohio State's chances. I want to be bold here and say that Ohio State pulls the upset. I don't know why I feel that. I just, I, I, I don't want to be right. I don't want. I mean, I want the SEC to win. But I don't want to be right, but I think I will be right. All right, who you got, man? Yeah, who you got, here? Okay, so I'm going to speak for both Ray and Nathan, and I pick Ohio State Buckeyes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. no, no. I guess no, Ray, no, and... I, I got I got Bama on this one. Oh, okay. yeah. oh yeah. So Ray and Nathan right, got Bama. Boy, who you got, man? Ray, Ray and Nathan both got Bama. I take it right. Wait, oh, wait, wait, wait! I got something to say. I got something to say. Go ahead, Nathan. 
See, last time I trusted Wes with a pick, I chose the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't think you were going to bring it up. Man, I was... I was out of anybody! Hey, hey, out of anybody! And if anybody, any, hey, we all picked the Jets, remember? <laughs> yeah, because we all trusted Wes. We I all trusted Wes to pick the Jets. Ohio State last because, week and they won. Because, no, yeah, no, that's stop, Wes. Just stop. You're, one not, you're, not, you're not digging me out of this one, Wes. See, Wes told us that he picked the Jets. So everybody was mm. like, okay, well, Wes guy knows something. So let's all just pick the Jets. And there was nothing to be picked. Jets freaking got beat. So Wes, I can't trust your picks, man. <laughs> but I mean, if if I'm gonna if I'm gonna pick, I mean, I'm just I, I can't pick against my boys. Ain't no way. <laughs> we 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 fought too hard this whole season, and after last season and all that, no, we we want this. <laughs> the whole team wants it. I mean, this is this is it right here. This is one of the best offensive Alabama teams that I've seen in a long time. And the defense, yeah, I know it has its holes and mistakes, but I think you're going to see them come out and play in this game. All right. All right. Pick Ohio State. All right. So I, I really believe there's a lot of history at stake here tomorrow night. History that, um, that everybody yeah, chose the Jets. Game changing for college football. Here, here's how it is. Saban will get his seventh ring as head coach, surpassing Paul Bear Bryant. I can, I can see that. And then number two, we're going to match a perfect season, just like the old nine squad, the very first national championship team Saban had coached. So I'm going with my boys, Roll Tide. Are right. you okay over there? All right, fellas. Well, hey, I got baby. Hold on, Wes. Hold on, Wes. Hold on, Wes. I, so, so Wait, my boy Ray over here, he, he's pretty important though too because he he called in to Paul Feibaum twice and had oh. a full on conversation with them okay, explaining the about who's going to win Heisman yes, and who's going to win this national championship. So oh, wow. a, a legit fan rolling up in here. SEC fan, Alabama fan, everything. That was, that's, wait a minute, this is the rank from Paul Flanagan? Yes, it yep. was. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Ray, anytime you want to be on the Four Star Sports Show, you let us know. We'll get you back on, man. Not a problem at all. Sounds great. Uh, if you like, um, I did save uh, a couple of the clips. If you like to, if you all like to, um, to listen, uh, let me know. I'll text it to you. We could add them in the group chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's definitely do that. We'll get them in the group chat. For for future reference, don't trust any of Wes's picks, especially if it's the Jets. Just saying. I've learned that with my brothers. Come on, I I always stick to my gut. Well, I mean that was NF. I, I'm more of a college guy myself. That was NFL, so. Um, more, more like NFL. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, thank you. I guess I, I, <laughs> hey, guys, I guess I'll go to Bama also, I guess. Well, John, we knew you were going to take Bama. Don't listen to Wes. Don't listen to Wes, John. <laughs>
Hey, can we ask Brendan a question real quick regarding his lockdown? Oh, no. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Let's talk about my sorry football team. What's the question? <laughs> I guess you're happy about John Elway's decision last week, right? Okay. <laughs> I love John Elway. There's, there's things that the state of Colorado loves, and that's Jesus, marijuana, and John Elway, in that order. In that order. But John Elway, nobody cares about the Colorado Rockies. They suck. Um, John Elway, the only thing he's done, the only thing John Elway's ever done, in his life is when two Super Bowls because of Terrell Davis and he brought Peyton Manning in on an airplane and showed him, hey, we have an offensive line. Come join our team. Those are three good things. John Elway is the worst general manager in the history of the NFL. In the history of the NFL, I can't stand the way he manages our teams. When we drafted Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler in the first two rounds this year, I was going to lose it because I was like, whoa, he's finally come to his senses. The dude can't hire anybody. He doesn't pay attention to people that he drafted. It's just, oh, it's frustrating <laughs> as a Broncos fan. But yes, he has an elevated role. He has an elevated role now for the Denver Broncos. So he won't be picking the players that are on the team. Thank the Lord. Because that was just it was a great trial run, Mr. LA, but you're not good. No, Sorry. That's my tangent about Don LA. Uh before we talked about this going live, but uh Talk about your NFL draft experience in Nashville. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you call yourself a football fan, you can go to the Super Bowl. I'm sure it's awesome. I'm sure the halftime show is spectacular and spectacle. But just being in the crowd at the NFL, it's the only NFL event where every team is represented. It's just, it, it's something magical. It's just like... Being there in the presence of everybody, seeing the stage, seeing these kids walk out on stage with million-dollar contracts, basically, um, live live out their dream. It's really cool. Um, the experience is awesome. Now, I'm a people person, so I'm very extroverted, so I think people would, like me, enjoy it a little bit more. But if you call yourself a football fan, before you die, you need to go to the NFL draft. It is just so much fun. Yes, I can agree with you, Brandon. I went to the NFL draft the first day of it when I when it was in Philly, and we played okay. Barnett. I remember that day. Brandon, did you go for all seven rounds? I forgot. I was there all seven rounds. Oh, Lord. oh wow! Oh God! <laughs> I was there the first round only, and I had. I was talking. Sorry. I was talking trash to every fan around me when the Broncos were going up to pick a 10. And then when, like, three seconds left before our pick, 
the guy comes over the PA system on Broadway, like, so on Broadway in Nashville, it's set up, it's just a long street, there's a bunch of bars, everything like that, well, I'm talking trash to every fan around me, my buddy Patrick uh, was with me, and I'm just like, yeah, we're about to draft, blah, 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 uh, and I have a video on my phone, but the guy comes over the PA system and goes, the Broncos have traded the pick, and some random dude had a video of me talking trash. My, my face froze. I was like, what? And we, it was it was hilarious. We say Nathan. So Brandon's yes, the guy everybody's talking about. I guess. But it was it was hilarious. See if I can find the picture real quick. Sit it in the group. Um, yeah. No, yeah, that's not they it. They've got the G-Log after that. But <laughs> I will. But yeah, guys. Uh, yeah, and I was very excited that we drafted Drew Lock at the Is time. Are going to make a comeback? No, Drew Lock will not make again. a comeback ever. He'll be a, no, he'll be a career backup. I don't see They could. Oh, Oh god, there's a video. That's when we drafted Noah Fant. Here's the video. Here's the video of me. You'll hear it in the background in a second. I'll send it to the group. <laughs> Guys, when you look at tomorrow night, it's going to be a lot of fun. When you look at this wild card, uh, two triple headers back to back, it's been a lot of fun. The NFL season is uh, at the very end. The college football season is at the very end. So that means that we, as a as a show, transitioning into basketball. Uh, now moving forward, we'll be starting to cover uh, college basketball and also a little bit of the NFL. Uh, sorry, NBA. Let's just start crying. Um, but, uh, what about hockey, Wes? What about hockey, man? Uh, go Blues! I'm a big star sports show for a reason. I'm a big hockey fan. Got we no don't cover on. hockey. Go Predators! <laughs> go Predators, baby! Go Predators! Let's go! It's all you yeah. got. Yeah. No, nobody likes Predators. Go Blues. Um, but uh, when you look at uh, this football season, of course, with COVID-19, it's been a blessing to get all the games we have, uh, and it's been a lot of fun. On this show during the football season. So uh, we want to go ahead and thank all the fans that have been watching during football season. Keep watching during basketball season. It's going to be just as fun. Uh, this show tonight has been a blast. Uh, uh, it's like a little Brady Bunch meeting we have every week. It's crazy. Um, but thank you to everybody Brady watching Facebook, Bunch. YouTube, Brady also Bunch. listening on iHeartRadio. Uh, that's the way we became a Brady Bunch. <laughs> Ray, thank you very much for being on the show, man. Anytime you want to be on the show, hit, hit us up. We will gladly have you back. Nathan, my brother, thank you again, man. Always a good time. We will be sure to have you back on again. Thank oh, you, yeah. everybody, for watching. Y'all have a good day.